Bro gang, I don't say this every week, but I should. Racism in America is very real and endemic. Thanks to you guys, though, Lawrence and I have a platform, and it is our responsibility to leverage that platform to do what is right. So after four years, we know that all 17 million of you, Lawrence, myself included, are always hungry to learn and be better. That being said, this will not be your typical throwing fits episode, aka zero bozo behavior. This week is about amplifying a necessary voice. Today, we are joined by our good homie, Patia of Patia's Fantasy World, who has quickly become one of our go-to resources on social media in learning about this country's systemic racism, taking direct action, and spreading crucial information. Patia, welcome to the pod. What's up? Good to be here. How are you doing? How, how's this week been for you? It's been crazy. I've only slept like three to five hours since Sunday. I made a post that I was just going to make a database for like, there's just so many Google Docs that are like in everyone's bio. And I thought it would just be kind of more efficient to have it all in one. without like taking credit for like the people who've made those. But I know for my followers, even even I have like that regular bail funds list in, link in mine and people are still like, so which one do I donate? You know, like people still want like information that can be like vetted by someone. So I got like, I posted a thing asking for like volunteers to help. And then there's like, I think there's like 26 sections in it that wow. I've worked on. Um, like some are like white, like one is like white to white topics. And it's like how to talk to your white peers and colleagues about racism and um, I got that insight from like a bunch of my white friends because I don't know why everyone thinks I'm racist when I have white friends. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the information, I did make sure that it's like the stuff that's for white people. It, I made sure that it is like, I mean, half of it, a lot of it, it's so much information, like 26 different sheets in one Excel sheet is a lot, but it's also like, okay, you're going to do the work. Like now, this is the work. Like I also have a section. Yeah, you did, you did the vetting so that now the work can begin. Yeah, and so I also have a section for companies um, in terms of like reevaluating your brand statements and like what your company will do to like what specific actions your company is going to take. I think that needs to be a conversation because I know, especially after the looting, a lot of brands made statements. And it's like, oh, now you're standing with us. Sure. Because a bunch of little kids just stole like all your new balances. And, so it's, like, it's, it's the comms and then the actual actions. Yeah. And it's also like, babe, like we know you have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine. Like I worked at American Apparel. Like we know you're, we knew people were going to steal. Like they, they like, I don't know. It's just so stupid. It's also like half, like half the stuff stolen was ugly. So <laughs> And also, it's like there was already COVID, right? So it's like you're not losing more money because you were never making money with your store clothes. So like, oh, well. But um, yeah, so even in the list, I didn't include any. I have like a section for brands that have made statements and publications, but I didn't include any that were affected by the looting and then made a statement. Uh, my friend made... As my friend compiled her own list of brands who did that, but I didn't know if I should include that. <laughs> that's kinda, but it's also like, whatever. Um, there's also a section for people directly who are black, uh, LGBT, mm. et cetera, that you can donate to. So I think total, there's probably at least like 500 direct 
organizations and people to donate to. So that question should be answered and I never want to hear it again. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's like the smaller organizations that I I like personally. Um, And then, I don't know, I guess my focus this week has just been like answering every single question. And it it like, you know, it's it's like a bittersweet feeling because it's like, I should not have to do this. And all it took was one fucking idea laying in bed. And then I was like, I'm not going to sleep because I need to do this. But luckily, like, I had my friends, like, do data entry, and I just, I, like, gave them documents that I just, like, needed copied and pasted into Excel. Um, and then, yeah, I think ID is going to help launch it tomorrow. Oh, fire. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and I already made, like, graphics to send to everyone to, like, post instead of, like, I'm kind of anal, like, I don't really like people screen capping. Mm. Like, so like I'm, you know, I'm, I like, I'm operating as a brand now. <laughs> right. I was going to say for someone who doesn't like screen capping, like, I, <laughs> really? <laughs> but then it's also been, I don't know, in the beginning when I started speaking out about it, because I've had this account while things in the world have happened. And I think it was understood why I didn't really post about shit. I think everyone knew that obviously if you have common sense, you know it's not a black person's responsibility. So I did it for the longest time. But I think the thing that made me start posting about this shit is how, like, like I don't even think COVID or racism is going to kill us. It's just going to be stupidity. Like, right. like, the amount of stupidity, I'm just like, what? You know? And, like, I get it. When people think that, like, the leader of the black people is Talcum X, it's really, I just, like, I have to we, we have we have a whole Sean King session. Don't worry. I, yeah. you, I have a question for you. You were talking about how you made graphics because it's important how the information is packaged. Is that not a, like? Or tell me if I'm tripping. But all of these infographics that James is kind of talk, talking about that are spreading like wildfire. Isn't it crazy that it takes a certain level of aesthetics to get people to buy in? Which is There's like a so few of those little slideshows, and one of my black friends was like. Oh, like I sent him one because we, I think someone wrote something stupid on one and then I sent him it and he was like, oh, these white people love a font. And I was like, you know, they love like lavender and cream color. Like, go look at that. Like, they they love kerning. They love kerning more than they they care about black lives. This is the fucking problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, but however, you put out all that other shit and just like a regular document and people yeah. are still like, so where do I donate? Yeah. I will say though that people, if, if the, like, if we're talking about like screen caps that over time, like get continuously like shittier, like the resolution, yeah. like that does, unfortunately it devalues the information that is good to some people that are so concerned with the surface level. How does my grid look? You know, how, and I'm yeah. this probably too to try to, you want your stories to look clean, the swipe up to be good, but it's crazy how people are focused definitely on like how these things are packaged more than what the contents are. Right. Cause some of those things like, well, I've seen some that have like 60,000 likes and, you know, and it has the same information as maybe one that someone else posted. That's just like generic times new robot. And I'm like, that is so crazy. Like, Well, I do think uh, those, those slideshows are, I mean, the reason why they're graphically designed is because they're easy to digest and easy to consume because it's like, here's the headline. Here's slightly smaller text. Here's like tertiary text. If you really want to, you know, get into it. Um, yeah. And it kind of goes back to, it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like here is this, robust ass database that has like thousands and thousands of cells of information. This is all, this is, this, it, this can be your Bible. Um, you know, not like Trump's fucking, you know, upside down Bible shit, but like this can be something, but it, just because the words are small and in, you know, times New Roman size right. 10, 
that's no excuse. Like I put whatever, like, you know, you can, yeah. you can, you could read like a 1000 page book and not just swipe through like a six thing. Uh, well, it's not single serving. People want single serving cause it's so easy and it makes them feel good. And yeah. whereas like, all right, Patia did the, basically now you got to go to college to unlearn everything you've learned. So you have to do it with a real database with real learnings. It's not the hard part begins now. Like that's what people need to get. Yeah. And like, there's like at least 300, um, PDFs of books that are like well-known books and everything. There's different categories so you can sift through it. Yeah, it's very like, okay, now you do the work of clicking. Like, don't ask me which one to read first. What section um, or like kind of uh, topic within the database that you built? And we're all very stoked to read it um, and, you know, uh, understand why you held it this morning. And we'll get to that. Um, But what section of the database did you learn the most about while putting it together with like, you know, a little help from your friends? Was it the white on white questions? Like, not really. I mean, that one. I'm just like, if I ever hear a white person say they don't know what to say, <laughs> I'm gonna literally like do something crazy. <laughs> I think um, addressing like racism in the workplace because I, I saw someone post or this like organization I'm working with. They made a post that was like, oh, like protesting isn't just like it's not just about like having your white body between a cop and a black person it's like you need to remember that you you need to remember all the times you didn't do that in the workplace or like you didn't do that in like you know like especially like new york city like i don't i feel like people don't think they're racist because they're not being malicious and i think that people don't realize that if you're white like you do actually have to unpack certain biases because it is in you Especially like based on how you're raised and stuff. Are, we, we, talk, are we talking about microaggressions in the workplace to, to colleagues? Is that what I like, guess I made like a thing that was like, because I got so, I wasn't upset. I won't say upset because like some of this shit, I feel like we're on day five of this. And so in my head, I always have like a script whenever there's like a black person dying. I'm like, it's always day five. But I'm also considerate of the fact that there is a pandemic and a lot of people are just happy to be outside. Like, you know, I wonder how much, I wonder like how long this will last, if, how long it would last if like people still had work and had to like. Or what if it was, uh, what if it was winter? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like right now is prime time to be out. Like I see people, I've seen people posting, like going to protests and then like getting wasted after it. I'm like. Really? Oh. Yeah. I've even posted on my stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about that. Cause, uh, you know, you talk about like, uh, mechanisms of racism that aren't super explicit. Um, so, you know, you, you mentioned that you yourself have received a lot of personal racist attacks in your uh, past. And, and, you know, I, I, I want to, as an educational tool for people listening, like besides explicit name calling and explicit um, discrimination, not what you face, but I, like what, are, what forms of silent and implicit racism are commonly out there, but not necessarily known by people who don't face them in their day to day. I think, let me think of situations. I think sometimes I've noticed the way people, I mean, code switch is a generally black word, but I kind of notice when people switch their tone with me versus like when they're with their white friends or like, you know, like they talk talk a little, yeah, like they'll talk like their hood or something or like they'll like, make all these rap references to me and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like they're I'm, pandering to you to seem like an ally? Yeah. 
And I'm just like, I like don't care that you listen to Future too. I don't care or like they'll pretend they watch love and hip hop or something and I'm like I don't watch that like what are we talking about Um, some more microaggressions for me it's always been like sometimes people will be really like they'll seem really intimidated by me like I'm assuming from their body language but when they like hear my voice or like if I'm just like overtly nice it's like a shock like, they don't know how, they don't know if I'm going to be, like, the hood bitch or what. Like, they don't, they just see black and they're like, but what kind of black girl is she? Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I think even when I've applied for jobs, like, even, I mean, most of the things I've been interested in are things that I think every 27-year-old is interested in. You know, like, in New York, it's, like, music, fashion, blah, blah, blah. But it's like sitting down having an interview and then someone, like, sees your resume and they're, like, shocked you have an education. But you see it on their face. And, like, they're shocked that you've had, like, all this experience. And you're just, like, where the fuck did you think I... Like, I'm not Patrick the Star. Like, I don't live under a rock. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I just don't get it. Um, and, like, especially, like, over the past few months when I finally, like, started making money and, like, budgeting my shit right and, like, just kind of, you know, being able to kind of buy what the fuck I want. I think I kind of saw, like, a lot of my friends want to ask how they didn't know how you know like and I've had people ask that before like I think one time fuck I bought some designer item and I think I tweeted about it being like oh it's my first like designer item I bought with my own money and like some like one of my white friends at the at the time was like oh how like do you have a sugar daddy and I'm like all day in New York City like every fucking person like can afford like has access to designer shit and I'm being asked like how I made that money and like that type of shit. Um, but a lot of it for me is like tone. And like, I can tell when people are scared of like what the next thing I'll say is, especially if they know I'm like vocal about things. And I'm just like, I'm not going to like physically fight you yet. <laughs> what about just like, uh, just like energy, like their energy towards you or like when you enter a room, like does it, does it shift? Yeah. I mean, it's, like I used to work in art and I remember I'd go to openings and like, I think people were safe about the things they said about me. I remember I went out after Trump got elected and like so many people looked at me and were like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what you sorry for? Like that's y'all's man, not mine. <laughs> like, you know, or like I get a lot of like, especially now, like so many white people telling me like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can only understand your pain. And I'm like, I literally ordered $50 of LaCroix. And <laughs> I'm like, gonna make steak tonight. <laughs> like, like, yeah, there's a constant internal pain, but I'm living my life because sure. I have to keep doing that. I'm not like crying under my bed. Um, so I think it's also like the assumptions like that and the whole, like, I apologize for the white race. I'm like, is that a perceived weakness then? Is that what people are like assuming you to be? Is you think that's maybe based on your gender too? I think so. Cause yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think it is like weakness. And I remember Angela Rye did this like interview on some talk show with some like Republican and the Republican said to the black community. And she was like, I'm good. Like I'm educated. Like I'm popping. My community's good. Like I'm not fucking out here. Like 
struggling the way you think I am. Sure. And then he tried to bring up like, oh, you know, like black on black violence and stuff. And it was just like, that has nothing to do with anything. Is but, that like, is that a way you think that people can refute that stereotype? Is just being like, do, do white people think it's, cause that's the thing, right? Things are terrible, but like, where is these misconceptions? Like, where are they coming from? Right? Yeah. I'm like, where did you think? Like, I don't think the police brutality means that like, I don't think it's like, I don't think the struggles necessarily mean that every black person in this world is like distraught in the way that white people perceive that distraughtness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm used to this stuff and I'm very desensitized from it because everyone has posted 50 videos of the protest. Right. I'm just like, I know what that looks like. I don't need to see it 50 times. So this is like people blaming, blaming like the community versus like, it's the system's fault, right? That they're trying to put the, yeah. Like that's what it feels like. I think through those aggressions, I'm just like, I'm good. And I think also, uh, people or a lot of people, a lot of non-black people, their only experience with like, um, shared pain with black people is around like times of tragedy and not around like the, the, the 360 black experience, which like any other human, any other culture, it's, there's joy, there's, you know, triumphs, there's losses. Like it's not just tragedy. That's only when you're choosing to engage with it. Yeah. I think that's my problem with like times like now is that it's like, yeah, but you never celebrate these things any other day. You don't appreciate black people until they die. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I literally have like a schedule in my head mapped out. I'm like, I'll see if I'm like, I'm not saying thank you, but I'm like, we'll see about this in a month. (laughs) Wait, wait, Patia, based on what you just said, what do you think then about people in a time like this that amplify purposely black joy. Is that missing the point or is that productive? I think it's productive. Like what do you, what people? Well, just like I I saw some people on social media that were like, I want to use this time to amplify images of black joy and happiness, maybe not to distract from what's happening, but to also show this other side. Is that as important right now? Or is that missing the point? I think it's necessary. I think obviously, I think the problem with a lot of things, it's like who it's coming from. Mm. You know, I think Especially, I mean, I really only follow people I know. And so for me, I'm just like, you never were that person. <laughs> so just take it out. Like, you like open your purse. Even like, <laughs> like I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely depends on who it's coming from. I kind of feel like, I think it's awkward when non-plank people post shit like that. Because I'm just like what did you like about this besides the fact that they're black? Mm. Like, I don't just like everybody because they're black, as you know about me, Virgil. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of rappers just because, like, for other reasons. I'm not like, oh, I love every single black person. Um, well, today did start off with a, I think you called it the day, the day five formula, right? Uh, Tuesday today started off with a ton of people posting a black square on their IG feed, many of them with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which led to, you know, clicking on that hashtag instead of it being a resource or source of information, it was just like literally censored. Um, But for anyone that may have missed your reaction to it, just what's your, what was your opinion on that? So I was supposed to drop the database today at 10 a.m. And I set my alarm, woke up at seven. Um, And I was like, like the homies are in the group chat, like the fantasy world group chat, like still sending memes. Cause like River lives in Africa and Lena lives in Detroit, but our sleep schedules are crazy. 
So everyone was sending memes and I was like, hold up, like one eye open. I was like, Instagram is black. What the hell is going on? And then I saw a post that Lena posted while I was asleep. And I was like, y'all have got to be out of your damn mind. This is not like, for me, it was selfish because I just wanted to drop this database. But then when I kept on scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then I just kept seeing it, I was like, oh, I have to say something. And my friend Mickey Blanco made a post and had screen caps. So I just like screen capped that. And um, luckily, I feel like it's, I mean, I think I'm lucky to have like a lot of prominent followers. Like Lily Rose Depp had like taken hers down and like reposted some of my stuff and was like, don't do it, you know, and like Petra Collins and just like all these people who have platforms to like make sure it's like down. And I kind of feel like, on my feed, like everyone just started deleting it throughout the day. And then I went to like my tagged and everyone, like I was like, I went from Patia's psych ward to like Patia's black house. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, hold up. Like what is going on? A lot of rebrands, a lot of moving parts right now. (laughs) I was like, Oh no. Then I had like the people who were volunteering be like, okay, what do you want me to work on next in this Excel? And I was like, Oh my God, I'm running a whole like how did how did these presidents do it like i don't even have a like yo real talk i'm working harder than the fucking white house <laughs> for real Tia, like, could, could you ever see yourself getting into politics yeah like li- legit, not, what? not that would. not that not that politicians like will get us out of this or like help <laughs> ever but like do you like you clearly have a fucking following and like a uh, uh you know a cult following uh, or not cult following, but people will follow you to the ends of the earth. All the homies on the Zoom included. Um, is politics in the future for Patia? You know, it's crazy. When I was little, I wanted to be a lawyer, but like I seriously did. And I remember like when I first could access a computer and they started putting like public records online, like because I was into tech shit. And so I would just, I was also into like weird FBI shit. But I remember I would like look up my parents like divorce papers <laughs> and like all the, all the times I went to court. Like I know how to read a court document, but I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I realized like, oh, like all you have to do is know how to lie. But that's not why I wanted to be one. It's just I wanted to go ham. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's weird. I think I would get into politics, but only because like people are fucking cheap. And it's like, it's I don't understand like, okay, like, the mindset of me creating that database was literally just, like, oh, I should make something because there's, like, 40 different links, and maybe I should, like, tie this all together so that my followers and, like, probably share it to, it's all in one. But that was, like, such a simple idea. And then I also reflected on my meme account and, like, you know, you've all seen me call out certain people and even today, like, some dude at Chacha Macha. And I, I just kind of realized, like, I don't give a fuck. Like everyone's like playing it safe and shit and i'm just like what the fuck and then i realized like oh that's because everyone's like you're not compromised you're there's no lobbyists you're not compromised this is and and can we talk about politics real quick like am i wrong to think that this or what do you think this is a political issue at all even no exactly thank you because i'm just like this shit happened with obama this shit happened since the beginning of time it has always happened like i don't think it's political i don't think any politician is going to fix this um so that's not the way i do think local voting is like obviously important because that's that's the beginning of it 
I kind of wish that, and I kind of wish that in the public school system, at least in America, like there was an emphasis on that. Like I didn't know the importance of that till probably a few years ago. You know, like I was just like, I'm not voting in general. But had I known the importance of voting locally, I probably would have, or I would. Well, I want to go back to the black squares on IG. I mean, I, I guess yeah. the, the question is just like, why don't white people get it when it comes to this performative allyship on social media? Um, obviously, social media is only like, let's just say 10, 15 years old. But still, yeah. why don't white people get it? And why do they insist on performing this theatrical spectacle of, uh, you know, this homie or this me? <laughs> uh, yeah. shit, the, you know, solving racism meme. Um, why? I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be harsh, but I think it's simple. It's like they don't value black lives if it's not about fashion, art, music, or if it's not about culture for them to appropriate. Got it. Succinct. Wow, that's a big one. I mean, there, where's the lie? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, so many people have been like, I don't, I can't find the words. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I went to public school and they taught me about slavery, the basic fundamentals, and I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> So, like, I don't understand. Like, did you drop out of kindergarten? Like, how, how, what, what words can you not say? Yeah. What will it take for white people to understand and, and make the connection that that reaction is literally emblematic of the inherent racism that exists with you to begin with? Like, I don't know. I guess we, we might have to open the purse for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ocean's 11, their shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> The purse might be, it might have to open for them. Open the Goyard. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in, in, in addition to kind of like, you know, these uh, token uh, actions that we see people take on social media, um, I want to ask, you know, from the all lives matter sentiment to, you know, saying violence isn't the answer. There's a whole plethora of these neoliberal mm-hmm. beliefs. Neoliberals are like all lives matter. I didn't know that. Well, I think there's all lives matter people on both sides, both, but it's the wings of the same bird. Maybe just, you know, yeah. James James and I made a list of a bunch of these the other day because there's so many, like, what is another one? Uh, Not all cops are are bad, right? There's good cops. That's another one that people love to say. Oh, yes. Like that shit. I think Muhammad, you said it best in that interview. Like, if there's a thousand rattlesnakes and two or three are good, I'm not going to keep my door open, like, and let all of them in. I also don't understand the logic when people are like, they're good cops. Like, okay, I don't, when I was growing up, and you know, when they have the policeman come to your classroom because it's like someone's dad for show and tell, and they show you the (laughs) gun, and you're like, you need to put that shit away, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, there are children here. Put your gun away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm like I remember being little and I was like oh like if I wanted to help people like when I wanted to be a lawyer I was like oh I want to help people because like my parents were in a nasty divorce and I want to stick up for women like that was my mindset at that age like there are other professions to do to help people you can be a social worker you can be a doctor you could be a nurse you could be so many other things besides a fucking cop I also don't think there's any like considering cops in the US came from like that slave patrol shit like there's no eth- it's, it's like not ethical by any means like how the fuck can you be a police and like protect the law but a lawyer has to go to law school for seven years like right you gotta go to, you have to learn the law for seven fucking years and you 
y'all have a country of people who go to school for six months, like protecting that law. Like that's yeah. crazy. Or, I don't even think cops know. <laughs> is it true that you could be like a cop by doing like a webinar? I saw some tweet. I don't even know it's real or not anymore, but like, yeah. I, I mean, believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to DeVry Institute, Institute of Technology. Or no, Phoenix online, university of Phoenix online. Get yeah, your right. <laughs> um, well, Patia, I, I mean, believe that shit. Yeah. Patia, what about like, so we kind of talked about, uh, how people continuously fuck up. I mean, in your opinion, how can, and this is a big question, um, and you know, there's not one answer to this, but like, how can non-BIPOC folk affect impactful change? I think, I mean, I know, I think people feel that it's great they're out on the streets. However, I've realized today with the square thing, like people don't know what they're fighting for. And I think people need to read. I think people need to like, it's fine to take, I like know that a lot of people are like depending on me for information, which is why when I release this, I'm going to promote like taking the time to read because I don't, I think for people, I think for a lot of like, especially non-black people and even people with like immigrant parents who come here, because I've gone a lot of DMs, they're like, I'm a minority and I'm like, you're still not black. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people, people's like mindsets of racism is either like, 1950s Martin Luther King or it's like 1996 racism in America like they don't they don't like their only frame of reference of racism right now is police brutality like they're like all they see it's a lot of things are very centered around fuck cops but I'm like okay well like the racist interactions I've had predominantly were not around cops right I'm saying like I grew up in a city that had the KKK like next to my neighborhood that wasn't my racist experience like I also don't think a lot of like maybe like white liberals realize how they're perpetuating racism because they like, I think a lot of people think like, well, I'm a nice guy. (laughs) You know, there's like, I'm a nice guy and I have a diverse defense, but it's like, yeah, but you're not unlearning maybe what you've learned from your parents or like your grandparents. Like, and a lot of these people, I'm like, I know your grandparents was marching against Martin Luther King. So I don't want to hear it. Um, Because I think, I think a lot of people just don't think they're being racist, but it's like, I don't know. I think that like every white person, uh, not I is think, racist, but is complicit. Uh, missing the forest for the trees, this idea of systemic uh, misconstruing systemic racism for the individual racism that people have, like a racist joke or whatever, like these things, like, I feel like there's a lot of young people that feel like they're progressive but you have to acknowledge the difference between these things and they're completely different. Yeah. I think like, uh, you know, you see, this is like an academic point, but like whiteness is invisible because it's so thoroughly to use the word again, endemic to all society. Like whiteness is nothing and it chooses how to define itself and it chooses how to define itself in contrast to others at its whim, um, which is, you know, so it remains fluid, but always at the top. Um, and I think a lot of white people don't understand that, that whiteness is just normalcy. And right. to be not white, that is what, that is like the other and like the different and the abnormal. This is why people think reverse racism is real. It's not, it can't be. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that one, I'm like, oh my God, like in the beginning, I got so much shit and like people being <laughs> fucking racist. And if, I'm like. If, if for anyone listening, if you have ever in your life, if you or your parents or anyone ever brings up reverse racism, you have to literally tell that person that they're, they're embarrassing themselves and being a fucking bozo. That, like, that's the most insane one. 
It's like literally fairy tale. Because I'm just like, because, oh my God, like someone was commenting my shit and they were like, you're literally being a racist. And I was like, how? And they're like, oh, because like I made a post and they like exposing someone who said some racist shit. And this white girl was like, you're giving them clout. Just like take it down. Like people are like, she was just trying to talk for me. She was like, People are just always going to be negative. And I was like, I didn't ask for your fucking opinion. I didn't say that. Like I said, I didn't ask. I was like, what's wrong with spreading? Because I find it important to post those screen caps so people are aware that, like, people can be racist and they can be inherently racist, like, even though they're young, you know? Sure. Like, that wasn't, like, the stuff I'm posting and the people I'm calling on, they're not, like, 80-year-old white people who, like, (laughs) You know, we're Man, I mean, who knows? You're very popular. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. But I'm just, um, but yeah. And then she was like, you're disagreeing with your, she said, you're disagreeing with my opinion and my advice just because I'm white. Like that means you're racist. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you agree that uh, the definition of, uh, or one definition of racism is prejudice plus power? Um, and that's why non-white people can't be racist because they simply don't have the power. The power is monopolized by, by white people. Um, yeah, for sure. People, when I post this stuff, they'll give, they'll copy and paste like Webster's dictionary version of racism. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to take, like, I don't understand. Like, why does everyone bring up the dictionary shit? And it's like, but you don't know how to read a chart. Like you're telling me there's more black on black crime than, and I'm just like, oh, you don't know how to read statistics. Right. Like again, it's just it's just pre- education. <laughs> it's knowledge that is presented in these bite-sized, digestible chunks that you yeah. just choose to believe are immediately real, and you share the link, and you're just like, "Yo, this is crazy." Yeah, and you don't even read like the small text under the chart. You're just like, "Oh, that bar is tall." <laughs> <laughs> that now- is a literal. That is a literal bar. <laughs> yeah, bars. <laughs> what is wrong with people i mean this is the system of the public education system how do i get into that sector i'm gonna rewrite school (laughs) i mean is is education like you've kind of become a little bit of a like a teacher in this past week and and not just this past week but like throughout uh you know your rise the the rise of your star um is public education something like an issue that you could see yourself caring about? And if not, like what are the specific causes that you're really devoting your energy towards beyond just like compiling this, you know, robust uh, Bible of resources? Yeah, I guess it's fucked up to say, I mean, this Bible of resources is all I'm concerned about. Cause I'm just like, I feel half tired, you know, it's like, I've always said these things since I was like a teenager and it's just like, I'm tired of like the echo. So I guess that's it for a minute. Like I am going to probably spend some time in my friend's penthouse and like go back to posting foreskin memes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I probably won't be sharing information unless it's vital. I made it a point to not really share protester information and looting because you know how you not y'all know how they did them civil rights leaders dirty. Like they had the FBI was on everybody's ass. So that's like the one thing in the the resource that's like not really there. They're like, like I'm not gonna post like where a protest is. Right. Cause like having a hundred thousand followers, I just know how that's yeah. gonna look. And like I'm gonna look like an organizer, and that's the last thing I want. Um 
like yesterday I got a phone call. I'm like, I don't know. I don't ever answer phone calls, but I was like scared. <laughs> I was like, Wait, really? I, I picked it up and it was just empty. And then I looked it up and it was like some satellite cable company. And I was like, is I'm this, scared. and this is what apparently happened to a lot of leaders that were in Ferguson, right? There's been like circumstances. Yeah. I'm not trying to push conspiracy theories. This whole podcast is about truth. But I think if you literally yeah, research sure. those people have lost their life. In, in, the circumstances yeah. are dubious. Yeah, and even in situations that aren't this, you know, when people like put out information that's like exposing of some sector in the government, like I don't know. I just I don't want to be that person. Like I have roommates, you know. Like I don't need the <laughs> someone coming through the window <laughs> taking me, <laughs> and my friend thinks I'm just at Rite Aid for twelve hours. <laughs> like, I don't need that, and sure. so. I'm trying to, I also try to be careful and mindful of the information I post. Like last night I got a DM from someone and they were like, can you please help me? Like I'm in a city where the curfew is 8 PM, but I feel like if you post saying let's protest, like if we're, if my city can be in the masses, we can like go against the cops. I was like, this is the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell no. Like this. And they what's were like, up, I'm what's scared. up, sister? What are the plans tonight? It's like, they were nah. like, I'm scared because I'm alone, but if you could organize Matt, I was like, bitch, call, call a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want me to tell a hundred thousand people and wherever the fuck you live to show up to protest yeah. and if, if, it's a if, if it walks like an op and it talks like an op, it's a fucking op. I was like, the internet. This is a fact. Blocked. Did you block that account? No. I, I Did she? Should. Was the account created two weeks ago and has like yeah. 86 followers and one post? No, it, was, it was private. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Sounds like an op. But you're definitely not an insider. <laughs> You're definitely not one who incites. You are one who uh, spreads information and knowledge. Um, but, you know, in addition to yourself, obviously, who are some people that you maybe want to plug or shout out or, or really not even that, just direct our attention to who are affecting like actual impactful progress and change um, that you admire and that you want people to, to start paying attention to? Yeah, there's this one account. It's like NYCCT. It's like the NYC Committee for Trans Action. Their donations go to direct people. Um, I'm assuming like anonymously. Like we don't know those people, but it's like a girl or person like doing that. Um, And she posts really good stuff. She posted, I posted one slideshow that was like how white people can make themselves the most useful right now. Um. Was, was it just a stop sign? Was just stop, just stop. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. Um, yeah. One of them was actually like by taking up space <laughs> by writing or making posts. I was like, I mean, I'm yeah. At the end of it, it literally says it's literally okay to just be quiet sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, that's Which, the thing, right. There's so much pressure to engage, to just, again, you know, v- signal your virtue. Right. And that like, if it if it's pointless, if it's truly pointless, and there's no information like you say, then it's not worth it. You yeah. you should be able to sleep at night knowing you did the right thing, but you don't get any praise. That's what people don't get. That's what white people don't get, right? Yeah, I'm like, just it's okay to not get like a gold star for everything. Like nothing, nothing a white person does in this 
scenario or what I know, we'll be getting the gold star. Like that's right. just basic like we're fighting for basic human rights. Like yeah. should have been I mean, happening. White but, people are just white people are the star of their own show, right? This is the Karen show. We are all just guest stars. <laughs> and so it's not about progressing the larger cause. Yeah. Or towards like a more just and fair world, it's about like what can what have I done yeah. that uh, or that that other people see because now everyone is so visible on social media and their white bodies at the center of the narrative. Um, James and I have given so much money, but we're not going to say it publicly because it's not about that. We're going to tell Patia off mic, not because she's black, but because she's cool, and we just want to impress <laughs> a cool person. <laughs> Period. Who are some uh, Who are some other folks that you want to people to start following and, and listening to? Um, my friend Mickey Blanco. They, I mean, they're a musician, but I, I think they've been posting a lot of important information. I like their tone. Also, is kind of like similar to mine. Like it's very honest. Like they were who I woke up to, and they were like, they wrote this whole thing about not participating in the blackout. Um, I was gonna be like me. <laughs> If you haven't already, if you're somehow listening and not because I was literally trying to see what to post today, and then everything was just black, and like I don't think people were. I don't think people were like we're not an Instagram on 2016 when that algorithm was like in chronological order. Right. We will still see black boxes for the next three days. I mean, my feed is cleaned up, but um. Mars Lovejoy, she's always posting stuff, especially to help like black pregnant women. Um, can, I, can I ask you about uh, the, all this overlapping with pride? Is there like, and how these things, like these things, obviously no one says that the, they're opposed, but like if you are somebody who wants to amplify the right stories, like is there, how can you like be equitable to both these things? I think. I think especially when it comes to pride, like pride is always really focused on like white LGBTQ. And I think now is the time to like recognize that there are black LGBTQ who actually are like, we should be remembering them even during protest. Um, because you know, they're like, for like racist people and ignorant people, they are like an easy target to them, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so that's why also in my day, de- database i've tried to like incorporate information on that because i think i think with pride it always gets lost in the whole like and i'm saying this as someone who has like a shit ton of gay friends you know it's very like white gay poppers and like (laughs) yeah ever and it becomes this thing of just like what party what party's the next party type thing um so i think now is the time to like really especially i mean i've seen i think when i first started posting like i had white gays trying to come for me I think once, what the fuck happened? Some girl left a dumbass comment and then everyone else chimed in. And now, now I'm starting to realize the actual power I have because like <laughs> I'll like, post something, go take a shit, come back. And there's like 40 people arguing with each other. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I'm not even breaking it up. I'm just like, I'll like like someone's comment that I agree with. <laughs> and they start feeling gassed and shit. But this girl posted some ignorant. Oh no, this girl said, "I came here for the memes, like fuck this political shit." And I was like, it's "Not political." <laughs> I was like, first of all, just unfollow." Like, I don't get it. Like, and I know it's because I am the most popular meme account. But like, <laughs> literally, just unfollow. Like, go somewhere else. Like, 
I don't know what to tell you. Your shit is too good. They'd rather stay and be mad at you because you're too good at what you Yeah, she stayed. Maybe we we were probably going back and forth for like 30 minutes and she stayed following me. So then I blocked her because I was, no. (laughs) She said some shit like, I'm going to unfollow you. And I was like, oh, another white follower gone. Mm. Yeah. But then she DM'd me being like, can you tell your minions to stop DMing me? And I was like, I didn't tell these people to bother you. You came, like, okay. If you see a house and the door is open, do you just walk up in it and start cooking? <laughs> it's the same shit with Instagram. Just because my shit's public. Because some people were like, just make it private. I'm like, no, this is info that needs to be seen. And like, fuck that. I'm not pussy. But I'm like, how are you going to tell me about my account? Like, I get paid. <laughs> is that what a lot of people are doing? Are a lot of people like trying to tell you how to do your job as if you work for them? Does that, that happens? At first, I think right. it's calmed down because I, I think I had to keep reminding people who runs this account. Um, yeah. And I'm very like, you can unfollow. Um, do people not know because you're so popular and your account has, I feel like grows sizably like all the time. Like, are there people that don't understand, like think it's making fun of a certain culture or something like think it's that's what I wonder. That's what I wonder because so many people are so like, racist, by the way, if that's why you're following, like that's you're the that's problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I had a lot of people on one post be like, well, I'm a minority. Are you saying I can't follow? And I'm like, that's not what I said, but like, don't sit here and tell me what I'm posting relates to you. Cause I'm just like, what part related? Unless it's like, like, cause I, I see that even some of my like, friends from a distance and acquaintances, I'm like, I don't know why you like that particular meme. <laughs> you know, I'm very like, you're not allowed to laugh at that. Like, yeah. Like, I, and I kind of got that mentality from one of my friends, uh, from Lena. She would see me like liking people's posts and she would send it to me and be like, what exactly did you like? And I would be like, <laughs> fuck. <Yeah>. Exposed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah, speaking of exposed, uh, we talk about yeah. Sean King. Talcum what do you, what do you call him? Yeah, ta- yeah. I just I hate talking because I don't think anything he posts is ever productive. I think it's like, why the fuck do we have? I mean, I'm sorry if you need to see a video of like a cop killing someone, you probably need to just like self reflect on your, you know, racial bias because like I don't have to see that to like know what's going on. Like, I've watched enough crime shows. Like, I know what murder <laughs> looks like. But that type of shit kind of pisses me off because, like, it's fucked up, but it does desensitize me. Like, I look at that shit and I feel nothing. I look at a protest and I feel nothing. Like, Wait, so would you, I- so would you, rat, you think that that stuff shouldn't be amplified? No, nah, I think what should be, like, if people don't know what's going on, then it's time to call those people out. And, like, they should reflect on why they choose to ignore the things that have been happening for 400 years. So when we're talking about Sean King, you're, you're specifically talking about, like, the motivation behind why he does what he does. You don't find him. Yeah, but also, like, all his finances, like, them should yeah. never go to, like, the organizations. Like, I think DeRay wrote about his, like, finances, even though I know that was, like, out of beef because they were BFFs at one point. Um, so we know how that goes with spilling tea on like your ex bestie <laughs> but i just think like i don't know it's very like rachel dolezal but a guy. interesting 
Why, so why do, and so is that why white people love him? But I think so. I think people's close proximity to white to blackness, it's easier to like be. It's easier to trust a light skinned black person. Interesting, but he's white. So that. <laughs> I mean, this man is this man is just mired in controversy, right? Whether it's yeah. like his identity, the finances, uh, his, his his um methods of spreading of just like spreading, you know, really. I also think he's a fed because how the fuck have you not gotten banned or locked up for half the shit you post? That's quote unquote exposing. Like if well, that, I is that his privilege that he gets from his his proximity to woke whiteness? I wonder, or if he's just a fucking fed. An op, yeah. <laughs> Tia, I want to ask you, so one instance, another instance, kind of around celebrity, is uh, that's really captured your attention is Virgil Abloh and his reactions to property destruction and the donation screenshot that he posted on his IG. Can you just kind of give us a recap of your explanation towards Virgil and the recent few days of like controversy that he's been mired in. Yeah. I never liked Virgil. I mean, I didn't like Pyrex. It, that shit had no influence on me or my style. Um, you know, it's like, even when I went back to Florida, I, it's not like I saw people dressing in the style that, you know, in New York when people wear off white and like people who've actually been influenced. I'm like, I just don't see that across the country but so yeah i've never liked him and i do enjoy making fun of him because i think he's a own and i don't really think he does much for the black community and i think that was kind of evident in his post that was like who are the modern leaders who are the leaders in modern political science because like what the fuck is political science <laughs> or modern political science like you don't have to have an education to fix what's going on like this like we're talking about really basic things and when you get down to it um and like I like I get I just don't think he uses a lot of common sense. And I think I was having this discussion with a friend, and I was like, "Oh, but like, isn't the whole flex of like the match me challenge, especially when you have power? It's like, you know, someone matches you with fifty, but you're like, oh, how about this? Like, I believe 10. I believe you mean like Drake donating a hundred racks. Yeah, but like even in challenges, like I think like what was that like the ice water challenge? Y'all remember that like the ice bucket shit? Yeah. Yeah, like every, like everyone just like one upped each other because it right. was like oh, these celebrities can do that, right? Um, and I like I had this tweet that was like, oh, just wait, he's gonna post about how much he actually donated and make it seem like it's about it's not about the donations. But the thing that's sad is that he's a type of person, and like I understand even with me, like I used to be against this, and it's like just because you have power doesn't mean you have responsibility. But at the end of the day, there's not a lot of people who are black and have power sure. or are in power. So the stakes so, are, the stakes and responsibilities are different. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, what was crazy to me is like, I've always hated Virgo. I never really fucked with the shit, but I'm like, damn, even white kids were calling your ass. Out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even just like a thing of like young black kids. It was like, everyone was like, because it was, I think... And I think that's the thing, like when he posts that apology and it's like, whatever, but it's like, you really are just like, he's out of touch. And I think the excuse of like bringing up his, like how he's like dark, dark skin was like really, I think it was really ignorant and insensitive because at the end of the day, the fashion industry does like, they, the fashion industry praises black men, especially when they fall into a category of like hip hop or rap. 
but those people are in agreement with like the white people and falling in and like being complicit into the systemic racism. Like I haven't ever heard of anyone I know. And I have a lot of friends who like do creative work, like being hit up by Virgil to do like something cool. You know, like I know people who work for Kanye and like, I know my friends who take those jobs, it's just for the check. But it's like, I, I, I'm just confused about what he's done for the community <laughs> that he keeps saying. Like, and I think the streetwear discourse that he always brings up is kind of weird because it's like, yo, like people think street, I think uh, I'm, I'm saying streetwear as in what I'm, what I think he's talking about regarding streetwear, but it's like people think streetwear is lame because of like resale culture. You know, like I have friends who like don't even, I have, like, I know people who think a Supreme is expensive because yeah. of resale culture and like that shit's corny. And like that Sean shit, like, you know, it's crazy because all these people, when it's not a time, they're just like, yeah, fuck the cops. And it's like, oh, now you love the cops protecting your fucking store full of resold merchandise or like shit you're reselling. I think it's just all corny. And like, to, I think if you, if your priority is to talk about fucking material goods and you like, you push this shit out on kids, like, I guess like what Bobby Hunter said, like you push this shit out on kids, you make them think that like, this is what's important. And, like, all these items don't really ever stick up for community. Like, I'm not going to name drop some brands, but there's a lot of fucking brands to say that they're built around community. Especially in New York, a lot of even brown people who run these brands, you know, fucking, like, oh, buy this shirt, the pro- this, a portion will go to this. And it's like, why don't you just enable people to do direct action? You mentioned that I feel like some of the earliest criticism I saw uh, on your page, like, within the past week was about... New York streetwear brands not stepping up despite clearly uh, using black culture to line their pockets for years. What, what are your thoughts there? And, and, and how do you feel the response has been since you called people out? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I think cause it's true. It's like, we're, this isn't like a trend at this point, you know what I mean? I mean, and I think people are sick of this situation being a trend and like, we all know, I'm sorry, like, even if you are, if you at least have three brain cells and you took a class on uh, economics, or you just understand something about profit, you know it does not take that much money to make a t-shirt. So when you try to sell me an $80 t-shirt and tell me 20% is going to coronavirus, I'm just like, you know what, let me go put my mask on and go feed these healthcare workers. Like, that... Right. Well, which makes an interesting question for me. So we're, we're talking about potentially criticizing brands who have a lot of money for not giving enough. How do you think, how do you relate that to people that potentially looked at Virgil's situation as like donation shaming? Like what is the right amount that people and or corporations or people of means like, is there, is there math that, that works out or is it kind of like, does it prove how good that person is at the end of the day. I think, I know. And I, I think in the past, like it's always been a thing of like, Oh, they only, only donated this. But I think it's like, no, like these things need more money. And it's like, you know, like I, I think the $50 challenge thing is bullshit. Like there are kids on unemployment. Plus you have the pandemic thing. So kids are like, you know, you got 17 year olds getting probably 900 a week. And your asses don't, like, people who have jobs, power, or donating, like, I mean, even five, I mean, I'm going to be real, 20,000 seems like 
chump change to me. Go off. He got jobs. Like this man is well-respected and 20,000. And then, you know, I was posting all my little drags and memes and then the New York Times article came out and then he wrote an apology and I was like, I called it. Yeah. Because I know how PR works. Like, you know, LMVH called his ass up and was (laughs) like, you got to fix this. And then Ducky Thought, did you see Ducky Thought's post? Yeah. I don't know who sent it to her, but she was like, yeah, Virgil's trying to hit up all the streetwear brands to get him to write statements to, like, validate his blackness. It's like, you can't get nobody to validate your blackness because, like, you can be black and in streetwear. That is also, like, the essence of why streetwear exists. Like, it Mm. is for black people. So, like, you... And, like, my friend Will was like, how did Virgil, a black man, get canceled in an era where we're supposed to hate white people? Give it up. Just like cut the brand. Just like give up the brand. But I think it's crazy because like I don't think anything about off-white is good, right? Like like with Chris Brown, people will still listen to Chris Brown even though he's problematic, but they'll be like, but the music's catchy. But with off-white, when Virgil does something stupid, it's like, damn, that dude is stupid and the clothes are still whack. <laughs> Like, like, there's no like, oh, like he only he only donated this much, but I really like his like belts. So what you're saying is, yes, I can separate the art from the artist because the art is an art. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it. like that. But I think in terms of donation amount, like, I mean, I think it's just like I think it's a matter of being sensible, right? Like. If you're someone who's always posting designer shit and you want to post publicly how much you, you know, like if you own my designer shit and you don't, you post donating 500, I understand you think that might be the flex, but I'm going to be real. It's not because I just bought these Chanel sandals and them shits were 900. So I know my donation needs to be two grand. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's one, that's one sandal. $500 is one sandal. Yeah. (laughs) That's one sandal. Like. And so I think the donation amount, you know, it's kind of like when you tip, right? <laughs> like, I think you got to work it out. And, but obviously I'm speaking for people who like have the money to throw. Right. But I think it's like you see young kids are just people who are, if unemployed people are donating certain amounts and you see that and you're not unemployed or like you're in a, you're in like a good standing you should probably just like take, you know, I would like, if I was like, I'm gonna donate 500, but I saw some little kid donate 500. I'd be like, I should donate more. Exactly. Cause also people are also like, not even just donating, even like people who don't have that money. They're also like being proactive and like making kits for protesters, like all this stuff. And so I also think, I guess for people who are affluent, it's also important to remember like, just cause you donated that 20,000 also kind of doesn't mean anything. Because also the timing that you did it is kind of fishy. Right. You know, like, do we do we put too much faith in celebrities? I feel like with COVID um, and this, you know, current flare up around Black Lives Matter, do we always assume that they're going to do the right thing? And have they been exposed for being just fraudulent? And it's like, yo, they don't give a fuck. Like Kylie Jenner, the, the first yeah. thing Kylie Jenner tweeted about this, or sorry, in the past week was about when Forbes put out the article saying that she's not a billionaire. Yeah. Right. I remember that. Um, I think that for me personally, because I did grow up, I love pop culture and I, I don't keep up with it as much because I think Instagram makes it kind of, as much as it seems easy, it's kind of hard. To, you keep up more with like your friends and like brands on Instagram, I feel, at least I do. 
I don't really depend on celebrities for that. However, I guess, I guess people get flustered when it's certain like black celebrities. Cause I think that that, I think that like when they do certain things, it does kind of make all of us look bad. Hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, for instance, like when Virgil's apology, like the first page is like, Oh, I get scared that like, I won't get a job. And it's like, when was the last time you felt like that? Like, I'm just like, when was the last time you genuinely felt like you weren't going to get a job? But I think when black people fuck up in the media, I'm like, you know, like, whatever. One day, maybe I might have that type of, like, clout and power and I might fuck up. So I think I'm also, I, when I critique others, I'm mindful of, like, what I put out even with 100,000 followers. So there's but responsibility. So, there's responsibility. Yeah. That, okay. But sometimes I think there's just, like, I think... Like Virgil should just admit he's out of touch and like his idea of what he thinks streetwear is does not exist anymore. Um, I just found out about round two probably like a few weeks ago when I wanted to resell a Supreme hat and they like wouldn't take it. Um, the store is ugly. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, it's, I think, and I also think it's kind of ignorant to like put down people's throats, like what they should be influenced by. Because we're also talking about material, like, it's like fucking, like, great, so you're forcing us to enjoy capitalism. Like, you know, it's not like Sean is a designer. It's not like, like, why should I respect someone who buys shit and then resells it? There's no artistic or creative direction to it. Um, Virgil just makes ugly shit, so. Well, uh, but also, Vir- I think Virgil that- as a designer is more just like a curator, like a reseller. In yeah, world. and I, I think... You know, I think a lot of people also blame Virgil because of like when he posted that picture of like his team. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, I think thousands of people were just yeah, like, like, yeah, sure. Celebrities wear that shit, but it's all like celebrities in the same circle jerk. Right. right. Circle. You know, I don't think that I don't so, know if a celebrities asking for off-white. We all know how stylists work. It's not like people, these celebrities ask for shit. They're just wearing it. Right. Yeah, this isn't the first time. I get that's the other thing too. I think a lot of people that I saw dragging uh, Virgil on Twitter, where like I, I follow just more general people versus like Instagram, like you're saying, is laser specific to my friends and brands and people in the world that we all occupy. Like yeah. those people might not even be aware that this is not the first time that people have been critical of how Virgil has handled criticism around, um, you know, like his staff. Like we're talking about, that was obviously a big thing. Elements. Um, in his runway shows or, you know, people he's worked with. So this isn't the first time for him. So anyone like, you know, any 13 year old kid who listens, who like, you know, lost their virginity to one of Virgil Abloh's sneakers, like be aware that this is not an isolated incident necessarily. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people, like someone was showing me a screen cap of them arguing about Virgil and the, I'm assuming the person was black, but they're like, he's done a lot for us. And I'm like, who is us? Like, I'm just... I mean, I don't, I wouldn't look at Virgil as the community leader. Does that make sense? Like, right. sure. Are, are, should he be that? Like, I mean, he can't. I don't think he wants to. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like, if you want to be that person, what? Should he be though? That's the question, right? Should, like, should he step up or like, are you, do you care that he's blowing it? In your eyes? I think he should step up in the thing, in the aspect that like so many young men watch him and I think I don't want there to be in 10 years people like Virgil right now okay how, got it. how okay so obviously celebrities 
are just like egotistic, maniacal, you know, fuck up. Like they're just fuck ups waiting to happen. Um, and yet we still look to them to be our leaders in terms of how to act, you know, how to, how to act, how to be cool, how to dress, how to talk, how to, yeah. how to look, whatever. It, is that just like, are, are we like regular folks? Like, are we just stupid for continuing to look at them as, as leaders? Like, should we be, how do we make like activists cool? Like people and you know, people that actually like understand this shit or at least have a more informed opinion or, do, do, or is that again, just a fuck up on my part to assume that they had to be cool for us to like, want to follow them. I think, I don't know how to make activists cool. I mean, I think a lot of people are coming up right now. Like I, not to brag, but I feel like I'm one of those people. Like, um, you're not bragging. That's a factual statement. Yeah. yeah I, I think like over, especially even this week or like I got 5,000 followers overnight. Um, I was shocked. So I, th- real quick, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I thought your yeah. followers were just going to plummet, but I was shocked to come to your page and just look at your followers like right before you hopped on. And, and yeah, like you were at 109K when early in the week, I think you were, uh, or the last time I checked, you were at like 100. Or you had, yeah. you had posted about hitting 100. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. Personally. Yeah, you good. I think that, like, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people. At least a lot of people I'm around, I make sure that my friend group is are people who are very informed and stuff. Um, and without like having that conversation, like I feel like I got lucky to have friends with common sense, including my white friends, you know, like my white friends aren't telling me they're going out and protesting because I made a post on my Finsta that was like, please don't talk to me about this, you know? And then um, I've seen like my friends like repost my stuff and like, I don't know, I guess... Yeah, I guess it, maybe it isn't about being cool and more so about being honest. And I think that maybe translates into like, that's cool. Because I feel like that's always been, y'all know, like when I first came on, like I'm still the same bitch. Like I'm still talking my shit. And I think, I think people have a lot of fear. You know, people are scared to post on their grid. They're like scared to like post on their story. Like I think too many people are, I think a lot of people are doing too much overthinking and like, I think they're thinking too much in terms of social media. Whereas like everything I'm posting, like, like when I saw that Chacha shit, like I was more so thinking of like an in real life scenario, you know, like had we not been quarantined or whatever, I would go to Chacha Macha and be like, I want my refunds. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I think, and my friend Salem posted a thing that was like, that, you know, Instagram is real life. That's how we're getting all of our information sure. out in real time. And like, I think a lot of people are in denial about that. Like, yeah, just like you would go to uh, Chacha Matcha and get your reparations in fucking matchas. Like people, like you should do what's real to you on the, like yeah. this is what we're talking about where it's like all about aesthetics or whatever. It's like at a certain point, even if like so much of people's reputation and social lives and professional lives and clout is wrapped up on Instagram. You need to have some type of self-awareness and wherewithal to, to separate that from like what is actually important and is real. Right. Which is what we're right. talking about. And, you know, and like, I do like exposing these people cause it goes to show that ignorance is everywhere and people will stand by their ignorance. Like that guy being like, I'm like my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Like that is like apples to oranges right now. And like, if anything, then you should know better about being ignorant. 
Like that should be like, that's I like, that's how I operate. Like I don't fucking discriminate on other races or anything because I'm like, Oh, that's right. Like they went through this. Like, I mean, my parents taught me world history at a very young age and they were very well traveled. So I did have that luxury of knowing that knowledge, but it's also like, I, I think just being a fucking human, like right. you just can't really, it's so, I think like, and that's why I've always tried to have a diverse group of friends so I could like learn perspective. And like, I think people should learn perspective, but like don't speak over it. Yeah. Fundamentally, we're talking about human rights, right? Like that's what it yeah. is. It's not political. It's a, it's a, we're talking about morality, right? Like yeah, not and to, think, yeah. And I think even with like the DMs I've gone and like people speaking over me, like, you know, even when it's like, I'm frustrated at this shit and I'm, and I'm always like, you all, this bitch lived in New York, I would fight her at a party. <laughs> but it's like, you know, that is a really frustrating thing when it's like, oh my God, like I see also why so many black people do just kind of like sit back. And like, I'm not really, I, I don't think I, growing up, I was much of a fighter. Like, I think I was very shy. I was very shy and shit. And like, now I feel like such a fighter. And cause it's just like, yo, like this shit we're talking about is not up for debate. Like there's no, all, there's no, not all cops are bad. It's like, yeah, the fuck they are because being like the whole system's bad. They're uh they are the protectors of the system. They're a, uh, uh, the fucking fungus on the penis head. That's yeah. They they're you know, the dick so cheese. They're the dick cheese. Exactly. And there's so much research on like, you know, like for instance, like if you're in a minority neighborhood, a community of color and you call the police, the cops are probably going to do more harm than good. Or yeah. like, I know there's so many situations of like when, you know, there's like a domestic violence case and the cops are called like, you know, all it takes is like the husband being like, Oh, we were just having an argument, and the yeah. cop was like, "All right, have a good day." And it's like the woman's dead the next two hours. Odds are that that cop taking that statement beats his wife. Like, oh, that too. I'm like, like all the what stats, baby? Yeah, that like they're all abusers because they're like mad they didn't reach their quota. Like, are are you um a believer in defunding the police and taking those funds and putting them into social services? So that you have like medical workers and uh, I don't know, like community, like more community based, um, more like holistic social justice so that, yes, like there are people based in the community who might know this, these people, or they might know how to deal with a abusive man um, more so than a cop who like cops are tasked with being like enforcers and like mental health workers and like social service workers, like because the funding for all those other things have been cut so much that they are both like driving tanks but also like having to or you know allegedly like tasked with providing like mental health services to mediating couples it's like impossible they just can't do that do you believe do you believe in defunding the police and and taking money and spreading it more evenly across like community-based projects um and initiatives yeah for sure because i also feel like I mean, yeah, I just, I guess that's my answer, yeah. I think that has to happen. All right. I think that's the problem. There isn't money in these things. Right. I want to ask you this, Patia, because, um, you know, you are, I think that you, you track the cycle of these things uh, to the day. Um, you know, there's the, the event, the backlash, the event, the backlash, the backlash, the backlash, the backlash, the backlash, the sympathetic, like, social media maneuver, whatever, whatever. Do you think in one or two months... George Floyd, all this shit will be forgotten and there'll be a new cause celebre 
um, a new shiny toy that people that is trending? Or do you think we will see true tangible progression and change from this, whether it's one month from now, one year from now? Um, what do you think? Is this just another flash in the pan or is this time different? I think, see, it's crazy. I was talking about this with my roommate, Andre. Last night, we were like, oh, this is like, this is it. Like, this is a revolution. And then when I woke up this morning and I went to go make waffles, we both are like, yo, people are fucking dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, we're just never going to make it unless, like, it's just going to keep being a constant because there's no way. And like, part of me was like, did I tell y'all to post a black square? Yeah. I've given you all this information and you motherfuckers are on my page posting black squares. I know everything. What's the, <laughs> what's the midterm goal then? Obviously we're going to, everyone that hears this is going to engage with the database. Obviously that's huge. But what, yeah. what are some other midterm goals that, that uh, not that we need answers from you, but in your opinion, I think, a, putting more money into the Black community, like uplifting Black people. I mean, I, my mom was like, she's very open, but she just doesn't understand like American politics. And like, she gets it, but you know, she's not from here. So it's not ingrained in her. But she was like, well, like how does like protest, like, you know, damaging property, like, fuck, you know, how does that fix things? And I was like, I mean, you can't be mad. If, I mean, first of all, that's the white people looting and doing all that and like the cops setting up the little bricks but it's just like you can't be mad when people are tired like you know like black people aren't uplifted like we're constantly compared to like celebrities like yo i remember my mom like like when i was younger i was molested and shit and i was depressed and she was i remember one thing she said that pissed me the fuck off and i had to read her and like give her a list of links i remember she was like yeah but like oprah went through all these struggles and like, look at her. And I was like, and it wasn't from a malicious place. But, and I think just in general, I think that's what, what she did to me is what society does to black people, right? It's like, if you're not a celebrity, if you're not a celebrity, if you're not dressed like one, if you're not looking like Rihanna, if you aren't like, you know, like you're not rocking chains like Young Thug, then like you're not of value to the culture. And I think, I mean, maybe like Virgil kind of perpetuates that, you know, it's like you're only valuable to the culture if you own certain things. Like it's very, I think like, I think people don't realize it, but it's like black people are constantly seen as property and like assets, you know, it's like if this black person's cool enough, we can bring them on to our team. What breaks this cycle? What, what stops that self-perpetuate or not at this point, self-perpetuating notion? I mean, I guess white people just got to do the research. I mean, it's like, and it's like, I didn't learn everything from school, obviously. And I didn't learn everything from like my parents when like I got into certain like leaders, you know, it's not like my dad, I don't think my dad taught me about like Asada Shukur, but like once I like read about, I think the thing about reading is that when you realize what's going on has literally been happening. Like people have like autobiographies, they've written accounts, like, when you read like a James Baldwin essay and you're like, this is the same shit. Like, I think that's what people don't realize is that like, there, this isn't different from the sixties. Like, the shit I read and like the shit, even when I was little and I would read about certain leaders, I was like, this is the same shit going on. But people stick in that mentality of like what they learned about Martin Luther King in second grade. You know, they're like, he was peaceful. And I'm like, that man went to jails 29 times, peaceful protesting. So that's out the door. Yeah. 
I saw a joke. Someone was like, oh, you could tell what white people just read James Baldwin for the first time or watched if Beagle Street could talk. But it's the same. That's the thing that maybe like some people don't get where it's like just the exact same thing. Nothing has changed whatsoever. The, the, cameras, yeah. the, cam- the cameras have gotten better. There you go. The resolution is higher. Um, Patia, as like, you know, you are our mean queen um, and you're constantly plugged in. Uh, you know, so you're seeing everything that's happening online. Has there been a singular moment on the timeline, on the feed, whether it's like a video or a clip or someone like a quote that's really stuck with you that you, that just like is seared into your brain and it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't, I'm not saying it has to be negative. I'm not saying it has to be positive, but like what moment has really stayed with you? The wheelchair bitch. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you people like <laughs> oh and also the people protecting target in other cities like i've seen people like like people like standing in front of it i'm like yeah. target got the money like they're taking care of their employees like y'all are carrying but my thing too is like the people who are really like property and like protecting it i'm like that's all like some slavery shit like white people have not grown out of the fact that you don't need to always own property like they just love owning property you know they'll buy property in fucking like bumfuck ohio makes no sense um (laughs) that happened in brooklyn people were defending the targeted atlantic avenue really yeah really yeah it happened it happened here fuck i think i think it was more like not targeting it's not that they were blocking the looting of target. They were like, yo, do not loot. That is not like what we're doing here. The right, right, right. What's different? Like, yeah. Right. What Patina's talking about is, right. yeah. What, what was Jabuki? This target could be somebody's son. Like those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm also like target pay like what? I mean, in New York, they're going to pay 15 an hour, but like target is not, it's not Trader Joe's. Like <laughs> I yeah. did see something. I did see something and I don't know if this is true or not, but I did see something that that particular target does like practice surveillance and security techniques before like distributing yes. to other targets. So like it is like a source of pain and power um, to like the community right there. But like, again, yeah, people are like, Will somebody think of the corporations? Yeah. Not that this is about class either, but like, don't those white people know other white people that work at Walmart and Target and like how shitty the conditions are? Like, what do you, I don't, <laughs> yeah. people want to die on a racist hill so hard that they'll scrub graffiti off of a chase bank. Like it is like, crazy. crazy. I'm like, and I'm just like, the crazy part, it's like all these like, probably middle class, lower class people. I'm like, now how much are they paying you? Yeah. The fact that you think a corporation is community. Yeah. That's like when I saw a bunch of people calling out bigger corporations that were friends with Virgil, I was like, you need to call that man out. Like when I go to my local Rite Aid, I don't give a damn if that Rite Aid gave money or not. (laughs) Because I'm just like, it's a corporation. Like, Which according to the Supreme Court of the United States is a person. Yeah. Yeah. People I wanna, try, oh, sorry. No, not at all. But yeah, I just want to ask you this. I mean, overall, just generally speaking, have you been like, you know, all, all the disappointments of like the white people side, I want to talk about the young people because it is really interesting. Lawrence and I have been engaging with our audience at least. And they're very, this is 
you know, what we said at the top of the episode, they're very hungry to learn more and engage and do better and figure out what they can do in a way that is like impactful, but without kind of being, you know, uh, big, bigoted or like regressive overall with the young people that you've kind of seen taking action, are you impressed or more disappointed in the past week? I'm very impressed. I think um, I've seen a lot from my, oh my, the sky is so pretty. I've seen a lot of people send me DMs, like even like young white kids, like, and they, the DMs seem very honest and not like, you know, like before when people would send me memes and like try to make me laugh. Like I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, like I had no idea how I was behaving was like being complicit or like, you know, or they're like, oh, I didn't realize that maybe this is how it made my like black friend feel when I've made this joke. Um, I've had people send us money. Like people have been like, you know, when I bring up like the fact that I'm educating for free because it is a really bittersweet feeling, like kids will send me like $5. And I'm like, I'm sure that was probably the last, you know, one of the $30 in their bank account, you know? And so I am impressed. I think, and I think like that's why maybe I am accepting of taking on that responsibility because clearly these kids aren't getting it from any other source. Right. And I know that based on like the way they talk to me and yeah. So I, I think the young kids are like, even the kids who are probably like 15 and follow me, I think they're doing a great job and they are learning. And like, that's why I'm just trying to go hard. Cause like, I don't want them to get distracted with whatever other media that they look at or like, I don't want them to think that like, Oh, my favorite artist or celebrity does, you know, isn't really speaking. So I'm not really going to speak. Cause I don't think people realize like that is the trickle down effect. Yeah. Right. Like Kylie Jenner is silent in, you know, I mean, she made a post, but like, you know, but you know, (laughs) if certain celebrities are silent, like it does create this atmosphere of like, the people who look up to them being like, oh, well, I guess I don't really have to do anything. Because if a right. celebrity isn't doing anything, if someone with access and the resources isn't doing anything, and I have nothing, then I can't do anything. And I think that's what everyone who's a part of Katia Spanish world is trying to change that narrative of like the things you can do even when you don't have money. Right. Right. So, so again, Virgil, thanks for the 50 bucks. We appreciate you doing everything you can, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Speaking of young people who don't have any money, I want to turn it over to Chuck and Chef. I'm just kidding. These guys are, these, these guys are getting paid. These guys are doing amazing things. Um, they, they, they donated their Patreon funds this week as well. We didn't talk about that publicly, but the whole show, all of our income, we sent to, uh, to, to, the, to places that need it more than us. The Nationwide Bail Fund and James Black Visions Collective, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and we, we encourage everyone to do the same, and we're going to try to ho- hopefully uh, – amplify some more with some more places we're trying to follow patia's you know you know she's leading by example we're just yep. following our celebs man exactly. that's all we're doing but no I, I you know as like i you know i think that shaman chuck what are you guys like mid-20s or some shit i don't know chef, chef you're like 19 right <laughs> anyway i want to turn the mic over to them uh i don't want to uh commit acts of violence by silencing them any longer with the mute button um 60 seconds of thirst they're going to ask you anything pitch you on something uh why don't we throw it to chuck first Patia, I'm I'm obviously like fortunate enough to work with Lawrence and James, who are in in my mind like they they align with my values and are like taking the right steps right now. Um, but I know a lot of people my age who aren't as fortunate and are working like entry level jobs, and they're like disappointed in their employers for not taking enough action and donating and putting their money where their mouth is. But like at the same time, like 
we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic and like people can't afford to lose their jobs. Like they need to eat, they need to pay rent and stuff. So like, I'm wondering like what your experience, if you've had any experience in the workplace like that. And like, if you have any advice for people who are struggling with that right now, like speaking up. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think so much of my trajectory in my work life was quitting a lot of jobs because I was constantly, you know, I was either like one of the three black people and like maybe the only girl who was black or the only black person. And like, it does kind of feel like elephant in the room sometimes. Like, you know, I would get scared even trying to call off, even though that's like such a normal thing or like, I think my whole thing with showing up late was like, oh, I didn't want someone to be like, oh, black people are always late, you know? And then I started making jokes about it. <laughs> um, but I did... Like, it's hard. I think it's really hard. But, you know, and I've had those instances and like one time it did backfire. Like, I remember in one job I contacted HR and then I was like, fuck, of course, like, the district manager was already someone who hated me and she was like, I can't believe you're being messy. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't. So I understand that struggle well. And I think I'm lucky now where I don't have to deal with that. But I think... I mean, obviously there's a pandemic. Okay, if we weren't in a pandemic, I would just blast that company and just like quit and find a new fucking job, but like be very vocal about it, maybe. Um, I also think, I don't know, I made this like on this worksheet that they're like very direct questions. So I think part of me now would just, I would just ask straight up questions like what? Like that's so crazy if someone's going to fire you because you're like, how is our brand going to help black people? You know, like collect that check if they fire you for that. <laughs> like, and we, we've, I meant to add, like, we've seen that happen. Like there's people who've spoken up and like lost their jobs and they're like now struggling. So like, like, thanks for your answer. And I think it's like important. Yeah. I think to remember that as long as I think that's also a situation, like you just got to, I think situations like that, it's important to even, like, if even if you're white and, like, trying to, like, decipher that scenario, like, I think that's perfectly fine to even ask, like, your black friend. You know what I mean? To ask, like, someone around you, like, hey, like, I don't like how maybe my boss is talking about certain people. Like, I think that, per- I mean, I've kind of been that for a lot of my white friends when they're just, like, so-and-so <clears> said something <throat> and, like, I know they're not, like, maliciously racist. And I'm, like, nah, we gonna correct in the day. <laughs> 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 because it's like like even from like a company standpoint in this era like they don't have the balls to like you know like that if they texted something crazy that's a check yeah that's a check get yeah. that shit in writing chuck you started go fund like <laughs> i've seen because like listen if you if you're one of these people like your company is like posturing and they're not stepping up like i've seen some people who maybe can't say something about their current employer but for a lot of people, there's examples at this of, or there's examples of this at like a lot of jobs they've had. I've seen people calling out past employers when that company posts their bullshit response, just like anybody yeah. else. So, you know, you know, listen, if, if you think that capitalism is part of the problem, like who cares if it's a current employer or just, or, or an ex employer, like, listen, it's happening to current employees at that place too. You can bet your ass. That's just the system. So that's a good point. Like, it, like if you can't speak up about it, speak up about some other experience. Cause I think that thing, I mean, and it's, that's like the cool thing about social media is like, it does help people feel like they can amplify their voice. You know, like I started calling people out cause I saw other people do it on Twitter. You know, Twitter is a bit more savage cause it's like, 
is text-based. But it's like, I saw that and I was like, oh, anything goes. And then, yeah, you see all, I think when you, as you get older and like, y'all know, like y'all know fashion and shit, like you just see the bag of it and you're just like, there's a lot of stupidity across the board in any industry. I would also say, Chuck, and to anyone who is, you know, struggling with like their employer, like not taking actions or not like putting out statements and shit, like you could offer to take on that role because a lot of it is stupidity, but a lot of it is also, I think, just apathy. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of employers or, or fear at the top or fear and a lot of people at the, at the top have are apathetic, are fearful, are stupid. Um, so just you know, voice it in a way that where you take on that responsibility and then you actually have your empowered to like shape yeah. some sort of a stance on it. You know, obviously they're not, you're not going to fucking say like, you know, employer Bernie 2020, but um, you know, you could at least like help shape its uh, public stance and actions. Not to drag it out. Especially if you're white, right? And you have the privilege to to pop off at your fucking manager that that uh, a coworker it. might not have to. You have you need to do that. So because you're seeing the same yeah. shit, especially if that coworker comes to you and says like, "By the way, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know." And then you just yeah, everyone sees it in a workplace. Yeah. Everyone sees it, and it's just like some people. But I also have a link actually that someone provided me with how to talk to your employer mm. on the database, not also, to keep. On my database. I'm also just going to put it out there. If you work for a corporation, it is very hard to get fired. So, like, feel free to fucking. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, the, it's a like, nightmare. A corporation wants to be seen as racist. So. Just put the fear of God in it. Just be like, you know, by not saying something, by not doing something, this seems kind of racist. Yeah. Corporations yeah. are not people and they have no feelings. So, uh, fucking talk your shit if you can, please, to anybody who has an opportunity please. to apply to it. But again, Patia has the resources, so yes. tap the fuck in. All right, 30 seconds of thirst now with Chef. Yo. Um, first, I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing all this stuff and then also for putting the worksheet together. Um, I'm super excited to dive in. Um, we were just talking about like corporations and shit and obviously like all the stuff that they're doing. I work for an ad agency, and so you know, while the agency is taking tangible steps to you know contribute to change sometimes the people that we have to work and service for aren't necessarily aligned with that either. You know, we're kind of having a lot of internal conversations right now with what to do with our clients. I'm just wondering who do you think is kind of leading by example? You know, we, we talked about that too, like the responsibility of that, um, whether they're brands or um, like small or big, or even just like any public institutions. Do you think anyone is like doing a good job right now? Um, my friends from Vicara. I don't know if you'll know that brand. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very close. And like, I mean, they're posting this shit on their grid, you know, and like, they're also providing the resources, but angling their stuff from like, the, you know, they're not afraid to use the word black and they're not afraid. You know, I think that's the thing in the past that I I haven't, this is different. It's like in the past when these things have happened, people are very like, all we want is equality. Our company is for equality and like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, your brand has no equality. Um, or, you know, the people that are casted are not diverse. Not that that's like a clout point type thing, but I just noticed like, even without my friends, like telling me that they're posting, you know, they were, they were never like, is this a good statement? You know, like I've, I've seen, sorry to my friends who, 
I've been asking you this, but it's like, if you come to me asking me if your statement is good enough, you need to do a lot more reflecting on why you're writing that statement. You know what I mean? And like, I think people, I guess like, yeah, I think Vicarage is doing it the best right now. Um, and they're also like promoting me and they were very like helpful with like also using their platform to be like, take the squares down. So like I can post this resource that doesn't get flooded because that's what, you know, that's what would have happened because, you know, then today ended up being every post about taking the squares down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, but I think it's important. Like even with brands, like don't like, that's when I start. I mean, I, as we mentioned, like I'm not putting my trust in brands to be leaders, but it's like, you also have a bunch of kids watching these brands and it's like, well, like you're too pussy to put some shit about black lives matter on your grid. Like, cause it's like not the aesthetic. Um, so I think a lot of brands could learn from them and their statement was very concise in good timing. Um, it's not like they have a store, but like, I'm sure even if they would have posted that, be- I mean, they posted it before all the looting happened. So it wasn't like this like scheme of like sales you know, they're not promoting products. I think that's one thing. The whole promoting product thing is like, oh, and I, I didn't answer this question before when I made the call-out post about brands. Like, I noticed everyone started doing 100% profits and going to the donations. <laughs> I was like, wait, was that me? <laughs> I was like... Katia, this is not a normal episode of, of Throwing Fits. And so, uh, you know, we weren't going to offer up any constructive criticism, but... I will say this, why don't you offer your professional services to these brands to craft their message and their actions, professional services, meaning you get fucking paid for your expertise. Yeah. Oh, period. I mean, yeah. You're going to have to help me write my little statement on my worksheet before I publish it. Chuck can make you a, Chuck can make you a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, let's go. How to not be racist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you could um, you could you could be the chief moral compass officer. Yeah. Google yeah. sliding Google sliding to a bag. I <laughs> <laughs> Google to a bag. Literally. All right, Chuck Chef, thank you. Um Thanks, guys. Patia, my last question is uh, you know, f- there's a lot of young people where this go around it's different. This this time they want to and hopefully it's not just a instant, but it's a, a uh an ongoing effort um towards a more just and equitable world people young people especially they want to get involved um potentially for the first time or you know they want to get involved in a way that is like impactful and positive so my question is what is the foundational piece of advice you'd give to a young person who wants to now get involved i would first i would analyze why i want to get involved you know and i think you have to go deeper than the vague stuff like human rights and all lives matter, you know, I think it can even be personal. Like think about the one black person in your life who maybe you kind of observed how people treated them and like how you want to change that. Uh, Cause I think especially for non black people, like it's really easy to become complicit because you don't, you can still go to bed without worrying about a lot. That's privilege, but, right? Yeah. It's like the privilege. And I think, I think one thing I've noticed and I think that has been effective with what my friends of Akira were doing is like they were angling all their stuff towards white people and enabling conversation between white people, right? Because it's like, no matter what, like I can sit and I've done it before. It's like you sit and you talk to a white person about race and at some point they will be like, but don't you think, insert weird, ignorant comment that 
is like Trump supporter logic. You know, like these people don't know, like these things are like Trump supporter logic too. Like to be like, but you know, you can't fight violence with violence. And it's like, but that's what's been happening. You know, like what are we doing in the Middle East? Like that's the same thing. Um, but yeah, so I think re- like analyzing why you want to, like why you want to do it, maybe even like getting specific, like what do you specifically want to see change? Like, you know, if you work in fashion or art or like streetwear, like, um, and maybe like, cause I think all this stuff kind of, you just have to start with the people around you. And I'm sure everyone who listens has a group of friends. Like, I don't think losers listen to throwing fits. Facts. <laughs> like, I'll say that. Like, I think everyone too zig, like, is like someone who's like interested in like culture. And so in order to be interested, you have to know people to a degree, even if it's three people. But I think after you, it was like talking to the people around you is important and maybe like learning shit about your parents and like maybe their ideas and like changing those ideas. Cause I think that like, even though I think, I think the thing like, is I've been posting about stuff like that. And I think white people have DM me still being like, but what can I do? And I'm like, that is doing something. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you can change a mindset, like, these people who are, like, cops and racist and, like, like, that shit's, they've had that attitude for generations and their family has passed that on to them. Like, I don't think, like, you know, unless you're, like, some kid discovering, like, a neo-Nazi group, like, most of these things are learned from within the family. Um, But I think it's important to, like, talk to the people around you and then, you know, like, I was someone who, whenever these things happened, I didn't have money to donate, but I did still feel good knowing that I was having conversation and that I was like reposting vital, you know, maybe reposting info about like a person who needs money. You know, so I think sometimes it doesn't feel like people are doing enough when they repost organizations, which is why I created a list of people you can individually give money to or like repost their, that they need help. But like getting that one out because even if you have 30 followers, like it's still fucking Instagram. I see people shit on my explore that have a hundred followers. Like, and you never, you just never know who that could reach. Like that's the power of the internet. So it's almost like, look, if you're looking for guidance on how to get involved, it's like, get, get involved. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. You just do it. You just do the work. Like, you have those scary conversations. You know, it's like people, if their friends around you are like, you know, it's like, even with the black spirits, like when people are like, oh, it's like a social media break, like for people to stop. But if you're posting, if you are following people who are still posting shit, the friendship's over. Like, it's just done. So it's like, if you have an uncomfortable conversation and it doesn't go the way you want it, yeah, sure, you can maybe provide resources and articles, but like, it might be time to just change it and matter, like influence other people who are willing to listen to you. Right. All right. Um, that's it from us. Is there anyone, anything that we didn't touch on that you want to plug any organizations or individuals that you want to uh, take the time to shout out real quick? Um, whether they're like a must follow or, or just read up on them more. Um, I think my friend Aaron Phillip has been posting a lot. I've been reposting their stuff. I mean, we've both been reposting from each other in like the same time frame. Um, ID Magazine is posting a lot of like actually helpful resources so I think that's something if you just need like a general you know if you don't know where to donate or like you don't know who to help um, they're posting a lot of like personal content as well Um, and they'll be amplifying your um, resource book yeah the database do we have a title for that do we have a title for that what is it called Oh yeah, let me read it out loud. 
Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a whole sentence. Um, it's welcome to the Fantasy World Master List of resources on how to dismantle systemic racism. Gang. Yes. The guidebook. It's, it's the book. Like, literally, yeah. even, like, all my white friends who've been working on it, I've been, like, there's an intro. I wrote an intro to it. So I was, like, read this and then go through every slide. And everyone's just, like, holy shit. 30 years from now, some 15-year-old kid that's reading, that's going to read uh, Patia's Fantasy World. Sorry, I don't even know what it is. They're going to be, they're going to be sworn into, they're going to be sworn into the White House with their hand, not on the Bible, but on Patia's guide. But on that. It's, it's yeah. like the Bible, except it's nonfiction, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So I'm excited about that. All right, Patia. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate uh, it. Thank you very fits. much, Patia. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Chef, I don't know what we're doing, but uh, just take us out. <laughs>